You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to, believe it or not, another episode of The Screeners. Against all odds. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'm Chris. And I'm Daniel. And we're here to talk all things media. It's been a while, guys. It's been a minute. It has been. Especially for me. I feel like I've not been on The Screeners for months and months. You defected. I did defect. I've been working hard on Next Trek. Go listen to Next Trek. It's a great podcast. <laughs> Sorry, well, I, in, in, in any case, we are certainly thrilled tonight to have a show, for one, but the fact that we have Chris back with us is a special bonus, and we have Daniel. We're going to be talking about Creed 2. We're going to be talking about Ralph Breaks the Internet, but before we did all that, hmm. I know it's been a while, so let me just remind everybody, we'd love for you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, search for Screeners Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at ScreenersCast, and if you'd like to send us an email, please do send it to ScreenersCast at gmail.com. Well, we're here. Yeah. We we just broke 1,300 followers on Twitter. Nice. Uh, so yeah. thanks, everybody who follows us. Thank you so much. If you don't, get on it. We we love you guys, and we, we love hearing from you and interacting on Twitter. So, so head over there and follow us now. Absolutely. And all joking aside, we've had some life things get in the way combined with a couple of release weekends that weren't as strong. But nonetheless, we are still here going strong and we hope to be more consistent moving forward. But one of those life things that has happened is, Daniel, you had some babies, right? I had two babies. That's right. The pictures are adorable. Tell us, tell us, uh, give us a report. How are things been going? Things are good. That Luca and Ezra, they're great. They're uh, almost six weeks old now. So they're basically grown-ups already. It's pretty awesome. We we took them to their first movie, and it wasn't even a kids' movie. We went and saw Beautiful Boy, uh, which was great, and the the kids were great. It's been awesome. We're we're tired, but things are going well. Things are great until they get an opinion, but that you'll figure <laughs> you'll find that out pretty soon. <laughs> you got a little while before that happens. A little while. That is true. It actually was a great picture with the uh, with the little earmuff headphones yep, yep. things. That was that was that was very good and, yeah. and expected. That's that's very cool. Chris, what have you been up to? What's been going on in uh, in your life? Yeah, man, no life has been going on. I've been working on a couple of video projects that hopefully will be coming out soon. I'll talk about those when they're available. It should only be a couple more months, and then I can talk about this project that I've been working on. Just life stuff, man. Family and uh, and and production stuff. It's uh, it's been going great. How about you? What what have you been up to? Anything uh, anything exciting? Uh, yeah, the same kind of thing. I just finished a, a documentary, a feature length documentary for the school that you two we all went to uh, yeah. Lee University mm-hmm. uh, had celebrated its 100th year in existence and so for the last year I've been working with uh, a lot of people to finish that up and that's been consuming a lot of my time and now it's done so I'm feeling really good about life I went on like a month there where I didn't or maybe not quite a month but about three weeks where I didn't see a movie in the theater and uh, that got my whole world off axis, but I feel like I'm coming back. So speaking of what we've been watching, Daniel, before we jump into our reviews, what have you been watching? Believe it or not, even even with twins, I've still been getting to the theater. It's Oscar season, so I, you know, I've got to persevere. I do believe that, that you would do that. <laughs> so just a few of the one, things I've been watching. Uh, Beautiful Boy, like I said, was pretty good. I really I enjoyed that one a good amount. Uh, you know, we never ended up talking. I think we were going to review Bohemian Rhapsody and never got around to it. Did did either of you guys see see Bohemian Rhapsody? I didn't. I totally missed it. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 
It's on my list to see. Oh, I, I really thought you saw that, Chad. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm surprised. Well, interesting. It's uh, I'm I'm curious. I, I guess I won't share my thoughts then because I don't want to I don't want to skew you guys. But uh, you can. I've heard. You can go ahead and tell us. I've, I've heard both it. sides. Most people that I've talked with do not like it for what that's yeah like. it's really a mixed bag i mean because rami malik is really amazing and fantastic performance um and then it's just awesome watching queen perform uh so that's awesome but it just feels super super uh shallow you know it feels like mm-hmm. the the cliff notes version it, it just doesn't feel really honest so mm-hmm. so it's it's okay it's kind of a mixed bag there's there's it leaves you on a really great high but but you know it's just kind of a mixed bag so so there was that soft Fantastic Beasts too. Uh, did anybody else see that? Because uh, boy, I will not. I yeah. will not see that. Yeah, uh, you're better off, man. It's that's a mess. It's just a mess. Terrible. What a bummer. What a it really bummer. is. I mean, it looks so spectacular. It just looks really interesting from the trailer. It seems like a rich world, and it is a rich world. It should be something that could really do well but for some reason they just keep stumbling with this I'm, I'm not exactly sure why well i can tell you i mean this is the at least the third time that this has happened where a phenomenal series or trilogy or whatever has been followed up by a really crappy cgi fueled prequel series mm. i mean we got the hobbit series we got the the star wars prequels i mean i, I don't know what the deal is but people need to stop making prequels so much because this is just it's not working out yeah so that's really terrible and that and i'm saying that as a huge harry potter fan big mm. huge bummer so those are just a few of the things i've been watching i know we're, we're going to try to get a couple reviews of some things like widows i i, I, mean, I really hope we can uh, get a bonus episode out about that soon because i love that i know chad you saw that that one right i did yeah i'd love to talk about that one in a bonus episode awesome. maybe uh maybe this week if we can yeah yeah let's do it so what about you chris i know you've been super busy have you had a chance to see much lately well i've done a lot of traveling actually we went out to california about a week and a half ago so i had a long flight so i loaded up my tablet with netflix stuff as well as uh, a new television series or a new television network network i don't know if it's a network uh, have you guys heard of DC Universe? Have you heard about this whole um, mm-hmm. Titans thing? Have you guys? I have. Yeah. Have you guys watched any of this show? I have no. little interest. You have little interest. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've seen. Let's see here. I think there's now four of them out. You can do a free trial. Uh, so if you're interested, if you're listening to this, you can do like a seven day, one week free trial of DC Universe. Uh, and I watched all the ones that were available on the flight, which I think at the time was like four or five episodes. I actually really dig it. I think it's actually a lot of fun. It is not nearly as uh, hokey as like the CW series stuff that I've, I've tried to watch The Flash. I attempted to watch Supergirl. I maybe got 20 minutes into Supergirl and fell off of that almost immediately. But for some reason, this, uh, and maybe just because I love the characters a lot, I, I love this kind of universe. So I, I maybe I'm wanting to like it more than it actually, but I think it's actually really well done. Um, it's interesting. The characters are fascinating and uh, they actually have motivation and feel like real people, grounded people, um, as opposed to, you know, sometimes with these characters, you, you see them and they feel more like, you know, gods or whatever. I think they're doing a very good job. Um, so I'm going to keep watching it. I'm actually going to pay for DC Universe. Maybe I think we're right at the beginning of the year for a month and watch the rest of them because I think it, they, it finishes at the end of the year. So I'm just going to binge watch the last like four or five episodes. But I think right now, for me anyway, it's worth worthwhile, especially if you're going to get a free trial, you might as 
as well um, might as well do it. So Titans, not a bad, not a bad show, not a bad time. Man, you are literally the only person in my entire universe that has subscribed to that. So I yes. didn't subscribe. I, I am I interested sub- to, to hear. I've not think. spent a dollar. Um, I just did the, the the free trial. But you're going to. But I'm going to finish it. Yeah, because I think it's actually right. worth worth spending. What is it like eight dollars or whatever it is uh, on that? And it actually has some interesting things. The service has like comics you can download on your iPad or whatever, and um, it's got um, all the other shows and movies, DC related stuff. It's actually not a bad service, and especially if they flush it out, it could be even more interesting. Because right now, Titans is the only like quote unquote exclusive thing. It's pretty good. It's not bad at all. It, it's actually worthwhile. So that was the first thing I wanted to mention have you guys seen the chilling adventures of sabrina on netflix no i've heard no. i've heard kind of uh mixed things some some really good and some not so good so i've been really curious about it actually i finished that sucker uh, <laughs> i binged it so quickly I, I don't know for me i was a huge fan of buffy the vampire slayer did you guys ever watch buffy in its heyday when it was on neither one no of it's I on my did. list of shame yeah. at this point Okay. Well, it reminded me a lot of that, but it's much darker. Um, it's actually fun, silly, and actually quite like gripping. And I don't know. I, I really like it. it. It's 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 crazy. It is very. It gets very dark very quickly. Uh, it is really intense. I quite like it. Um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. One more thing I'll mention. I had a friend of mine. We were, went out to California. I mentioned before, and he recommended to me. We were just talking about making movies and all this kind of stuff and he's a fellow filmmaker he's had several films actually show up on netflix and hulu and so he's been fairly successful uh in in some of those adventures and he had recommended a new documentary on netflix called the love me when i'm dead have you guys seen this yet that was on my list it's in my queue okay you need to run not walk to see this because i think both of you will find this just utterly utterly fascinating uh this is the story of orson wells never fin- well actually it is finished now but um long while he was alive he was never never able to finish his final film he was in the middle of production and it hit so many roadblocks and it was just so weird and he was doing this thing that had never been done before he was having a hard time describing it and as you watch the documentary you think to yourself well i've seen movies like that before but back back in the day um the movie that he was trying to make was a movie within a movie and that had never been done before and him trying to describe it was just really just people just couldn't understand it so he lost funding and was kind of kicked out of hall it was just it's really it's really insane. Um, I think you guys would love it because you can watch the documentary. In fact, I'd, I'd recommend that you watch it first. It's called The Love Me When I'm Dead. And then you can actually watch the final, the finished film that just got done this year as well, which is called The Other Side of the Wind. If you're looking, if you're more, if you're into filmmaking and kind of peering in behind the curtain and seeing a a piece of Hollywood that you've never seen explored before. This is fascinating. The story of Orson Welles' final film. uh, This is the documentary called They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. It's available on Netflix right now, and it's definitely worth your time. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm definitely going to check that out. Well, I have my my watching over the last uh, few months has been a little bit more mainstream. I finished season two of Making a Murderer. Have mm. you guys watched that by chance? I have lots of opinions. Yes, I watched it. I've, uh, I've, you, I watched the first 15 minutes of the first episode and thought, 
I don't think I'm gonna watch anymore. Of this. Mm. Is it was it worth watching? Is it is it good? Should I keep going? I'm interested in what Daniel has to say now. So, so I, now that I said that, I, I realize I ha- I actually haven't finished. I have two two episodes left, so I'm eight episodes in. Man, it is a slog. It is That's so it felt like. hard to get through. It's it's it. Oh, it it should have been one episode saying where are we, where are we now and that's it instead it's a full season they have literally dug into this case and they are explaining every single piece of evidence and rabbit trail they have ever found on this entire case both cases it is mind numbing um <laughs> it is it so i i've just been watching because i just i want to get through it but um it's just no it's just no good there's no story anymore there's zero story at least in the first eight episodes i should say you know i'm Oof. maybe the last two episodes are phenomenal i don't know but there's no story it's simply here's the here's all the evidence the first season was compelling because it was a story it was telling us something it was taking us on a journey there's no journey here this is here's our case and there's been no movement on it but here's the case nothing yeah. has changed so it's really wow. tough i'm curious what you think well, before I before I found myself uh, making a living in the world of, of media and production, uh, I was going to be an attorney. Uh, I actually had already lined up everything where I was going to go to to pre law, go to go to law school, and do the whole thing. All that to say, I very much enjoy the procedural nature of. Uh, of this show. I do agree that it's probably two episodes too long. I do think the last two episodes have a lot of momentum as far as tying up what they've been talking about. But me personally, what I really like about this second season is the fact without, and I'm trying to keep this as generic as I can, is that Avery's new attorney goes through every piece and essentially rebuilds the entire case from the ground up. Now, what you find out along the way and and at the end is she comes to a conclusion based on all this new evidence and new methods and retesting and trying to, you know, because one of the things about any case is that you try to recreate the evidence as discovered. And if you cannot do that, that's a problem. And so really what this entire second season about is trying to see trying to see if it's possible to take what was presented in the first season by the by the prosecution and rebuild it to say that it's possible that it could have been done and so in the way that they said that it was done and so for me i agree it's not nearly as compelling as the first one first season because it's not it doesn't have a narrative thrust but because just my personality type is very much interested in in the evidentiary process, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I, not not nearly as much as the first one, but there is no doubt the back and forth between Avery's case and his nephew's case, Brendan Dassey, that's where the real slog happens, especially on Dassey's side, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And there's a lot of that in there. And it's common knowledge now what's going on with that case. And so that, that also kind of hampers it a little bit. So anyway, I... I like it, and I liked where it ended up specifically. But if you don't, if you're not into kind of the nuts and bolts of it, then you definitely won't you won't enjoy it. Hmm. But but I'll also say, Chris, it's a the first episode, maybe even the first two episodes are a slog, and then for me, it, it starts to pick up a little bit. For yeah, what that's worth. I, the the moment I knew I was in a little bit of trouble was when I noticed that it was going to be like in whatever it is, thirty or sixty frames a second. Like it's not shot cinematically, and I was just like, what is this? Is totally. A, a different show. Now I'm like on an A and E show or something. It just felt really like, I don't know. Is, is it done by the same people or is this just is this? Yeah, 
I'm not. I'm if, not quite sure what you're talking about, Chris. Because we we actually we started watching a few episodes of the first oh. season before the next one premiered, and visually, they're, they're this put is a huge the step way. up. <laughs> I dis- yeah. com- I completely disagree. Completely disagree. They're 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 like bro. You need to watch that first season. Yeah, again, yeah. Go back and watch it. Ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a good looking series. Well, then let me say this. Then I well, here's what I'll say. Then I. I guess I found the the story so compelling that I didn't even notice that. If if that's, that's the case, true. it felt so it felt so cinematic and interesting that I didn't even care. And just when I even within the first fifteen minutes, because I turned it off, I thought to myself, I'm not even interested in what I'm watching right now. Mm-hmm. Like what I saw, like was like pulling a, a mannequin out of the back of a car, hitting it with various things for blood. Sp- it was so yeah. boring. I it was is. like, I'm bored. I'm done. Yes. See you later. Peace out. Um, so I don't you know you guys and your short attention spans. Well, All no, right. Well, that's be, enough. <laughs> it could be interesting <laughs> if they, if they had done a one or two episode, just follow, follow up. Like, I want to know what's going on. I want to know yeah. if there's been any movement, but I don't I need a full on breakdown of literally every single step of the way, because I don't want to live there. I feel like I'm living their life. It's taking so long. So yeah, it just, it just, and I know because like you said, Chad, that like we, we, we know because the media is covering this case now that there's not been any major revelations. They're still in jail. So it's kind of like, <laughs> what what's going to happen in this to grab me, you know? Okay, you cynical people. <laughs> All right, so moving along, a couple other films that I watched, and then we'll get to our review. Uh, I watched uh, Mid-90s, yes. uh, the Jonah Hill movie, uh, which I enjoyed uh, quite a bit. I wanted to love it, but couldn't quite get there. Can't really unpack why, mm. because we don't have enough time. But I liked it very much. The Grinch, I saw The Grinch. That was a big meh for me. I was really disappointed. If you didn't know that Benedict Cumberbatch was the was the playing the character. He just really, they made the Grinch much more sympathetic and, and he, his performance was fine, but they didn't really bring anything new to it. So it's just kind of okay. It's beautiful. As far as the animation is concerned, Uh, I watched overlord, which I absolutely loved. Absolutely loved it. Did not expect it. Didn't watch the trailer. So I had no idea what it was going in. And then when I watched the trailer, after seeing the movie, that movie is not what's in that trailer. It is. It goes places you do not expect. It's shot in such a visceral and exciting way. It, it mixes sort of science fiction and a little bit of horror. It's not really a horror. It's definitely not zombies. Everybody say it's a Nazi zombie movie. No, it's not. It's, it's really good. It's really exciting, and I recommend it highly. So if you get a chance to see Overlord, you should see it. I don't think any of you guys have seen it, right? Mm-mm. I'm so bummed. I wanted to see it, and I was planning on seeing it so we could talk about it, Chad. But unfortunately, it has moved on from the theater uh, in my area. So I'm hoping to catch it soon. Maybe they'll put it on paper, uh, like uh, iTunes sooner because it didn't really do all that well at the box office either. So maybe they'll want to make some money back and put yeah. it on, on demand. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely good. It's a throwback kind of film, uh, but really very solidly done. Great performances, solid direction has maybe one of my favorite opening scenes of the entire 2018 cinematic year it's great what great stuff what yeah wow it's just visceral the way that it's shot and it's a throwback it's a throwback when you see it you'll and again you got to remember i'm a kid of the 80s and there's a certain kind of action movie that i was raised on and it kind of fits in that genre a little bit but anyway it overall it's really great it's absolutely great so i highly recommend it but Uh, Okay, guys, we've talked long enough about uh, what we've been watching, so now let's move into our main event review of Creed 
too. We don't do what we love. Then we wouldn't exist. It's time, kid. It's like nothing really matters to him right now. Including me. You gotta think real hard about this. Do you got people that need you now? Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago, who infamously killed Apollo Creed, appeared today to issue a challenge to Adonis Creed. Round after round, you learn more about yourself. And when I stepped in that ring, it wasn't all about me. All right, Creed 2. Really excited to dive in. The IMDb description is as follows. Under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, a light heavyweight contender, Adonis Creed, fights off against Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago. I must break you. Now look, (laughs) I'm really excited to talk about this. I know that, Chad, you may be the biggest Rocky fan I know. Maybe. Yeah, man. Uh, maybe I, I've, I, my, um, my best man at my wedding was also a huge Rocky fan. And in fact, I watched all of the films with him growing up when I was in middle and high school. So I'm pumped to dive into this. Uh, this is obviously the sequel to Creed that came out a few years ago. This is not, however, the same director. I might be mistaken in that, but I believe that's True. correct, right? Who was the first director? I'm sorry, guys. I didn't do my research here, but I know that it was... Ryan uh, Coogler. Coogler. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, so it's going to be interesting to see. I'm really I'm, I'm curious if uh, the direction, the character, the world, if it still works... Uh, moving on from the reimagining of the first one. So let's go ahead and start with you, Chad. What did you think of Creed Two? This is for sure my uh, most anticipated film of the year. And going into it, I had not seen the trailers, et cetera, et cetera. And man, am I glad Every single trailer that they released, even the very first one, has a lot of stuff in it that is better to not know when you're going into it. But Mm. that aside, I saw this in a, I was actually in Orlando, Chris, in your neck of the woods. Yeah. I saw it in a a very good theater with great sound, big screen, comfortable seats, the whole nine. Had a full crowd that was raucous throughout and cheering. And I have to say that I really like this movie a lot. And that, Mm. that's a about it it is <laughs> wow that's it a really is, good really good uh, review yeah i, like I mean the, the thing is is and i have a lot to say specifically when we get into spoilers okay you know, the thing about this is you know i'm a bit of a i'll put it this to you put it to you this way i'm a i'm a foodie i'm a bit of my wife and i we really like to try all kinds of different food and good food and etc and I like I like having different kinds of food, but I, really high quality kind of thing. But every now and then, I just want to slum and go to the Waffle House, okay? And for me, Creed Two is the Waffle House, okay, Oof. of Rocky, meaning there's no surprises. 
it's better the first time you see it than than you, when you think about it later. Just like the Waffle House is better when you consume <laughs> it the first time, not what happens later. <laughs> um, uh, the less that you think about it in the moment, it's better. It's warm and comfortable. And I don't mean to belittle this movie. So let me get that out of the way. Wow. This is a fine. This is a fine movie. Okay. Just like um, the Waffle House is a fine. It is, man. Don't stay. You better step off the Waffle House now, Chris. Come on. Ugh. The thing. The thing about this movie is that it's clearly you can see Stallone and feel Stallone's influence as a co-writer mm-hmm. uh, in the story beats where you could not in Coogler's Creed. For me, Creed is number two in the entire series, just barely behind the original Rocky. That's how good Creed was. It's my second favorite film of that year, maybe even my first. But this movie feels like a Rocky sequel because of Stallone's influence in the writing. Now, that's good and bad. It's good because the tropes work. This is, you know, as you mentioned, Chris, this is a, Rocky is essentially a genre unto itself. And it has well-worn tropes that work. It's And so what this movie is is kind of like the Hero's Journey remix of Rocky Three and Rocky Four. I mean, it literally takes thematic elements from Rocky Three related to kind of the non-motivated champ who's spoiled, not spoiled, but just less driven. And then it has elements from Rocky Four, which is revenge for past harms. Um, and all of that works. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Elements from Rocky Four. I mean, this is a remake of Rocky Four. <laughs> no, right? no, no. It's really not. It's really not. Now, I've heard some people uh, say that. It's it's not. No, okay. it's not. It's right. not. But right, I, see, right, I, I see why people would say that. But it works because it works. And the performances in this movie are still stellar. I mean, Tessa Thompson, Michael B. Jordan... Sylvester Stallone, they're all great. I still like that this is a movie about a boxer and it's not a boxing movie. I mean, there are long stretches in this movie where it's just about the drama of what's happening in these characters' lives, and I love that about it. I think the director shows some really good flourishes. The the fighting in this movie, even though it is more Rocky-like, meaning it's more cartoonish than Creed was, it still feels less weighty and impactful but overall part of this problem for me was the first 20 minutes of this movie were were rough for Mm me the it's really has a hard time trying to find its groove the writing is forced the plot feels almost like a I'd I'd say it's almost like a video game cutscene setup where they're just trying to lay out all the information that you need to catch you up with what's co- what's happened in the first game and now here's where we are in game number 2 and fight. And so it's really rough but then about 30 minutes in it, it starts to find its footing. The plot is ridiculous. We'll talk about when we get into spoilers some of the missed opportunities overall because I feel like there's a great movie in there that could have happened but I just don't think this is it I don't hate this movie I'm not mad at it I'll buy it I'll watch it 15 more times (laughs) Um, the ending of this movie is really very strong and emotional I mean everyone I don't want to say everyone but it felt like everyone in my theater was crying at the end I certainly was emotional as well so it works because we've spent so long 
decades with these characters, even the new characters in Creed, we still feel like we've been a part of this universe for 20, 30 years. And so it doesn't take a lot for us to get emotionally connected very quickly. And I did. But overall, when I take a step back and I look at it, it's just okay. It's just pretty good. It's a good Rocky sequel, whereas Creed was transcendent. It was as good as as the first Rocky. So I'm disappointed in that I didn't love it as much as I wanted to, but I still can with confidence recommend this movie. It is a good movie and people will like it and you will cheer and some people will love it. Um, But for me, it was just a solid step down from the original. Okay. All right, Daniel. So for you, was Creed 2 the champion or did it break you? (laughs) Chad's review was insanely identical to my review. Let me read you the last two sentences uh, of my notes. Overall, this is good. It's a great Rocky sequel, but maybe a slightly disappointing Creed sequel, if that makes sense. So, All right. So, yes, uh, he, he and I are lockstep. I might be, like, the tiniest hint more positive, but but pretty much exactly down the line, the same opinion as Chad. Yes, I love Creed. Love it so much. It is my number two of its year. The only reason it's not number one is because it came out the same year as Mad Max Fury Road. So what are you going to do? You're going to put it better than Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you did. I don't think you did. So anyway, I think Creed is, without hyperbole, I I think it's a nearly perfect movie. I think it is. I do believe it's easily the best in the Rocky series. Obviously, you can't have Creed without the first Rocky, and it's an amazing movie. But I just think Creed, it it was such a breath of fresh air. It brought its own thing to the table it didn't feel just like a rocky sequel it was transcendent it was its own thing enter creed 2 it had so much to live up to and i think it does a decent job of living up to that uh, even though it's a it's a pretty solid step down from the first creed it's still good Uh, as i was watching it all i kept thinking of it this feels like a, a rocky sequel it doesn't feel like a creed sequel and I think Chad's exactly right. It's because Stallone wrote this one, uh, and he didn't write the write the first Creed. And and the other part of it is that that Ryan Coogler is just such a naturalistic writer and director. Every line of dialogue and every performance in Creed, and and it was repeated in Black Panther as well. Actually, feels so authentic and real it doesn't feel written and that's kind of the biggest problem with this one is it feels so written the first 20 minutes pretty rough specifically there's one scene near the beginning uh between donnie and bianca that i think is not just not as good as the first creed i think it's it's a straight up garbage scene i think it is horrible and hard to watch i was very worried for the rest of this movie are you talking about in the hotel yes oh man oh man it was bad uh, shockingly bad, and then it got better. Uh, after after about thirty minutes or so, the the movie does pick up and and it becomes a really solid formulaic. Uh, but in a it's a comfortable it's a comfortable formula. I, I said on Twitter, it's it, it, this feels like comfort food. You you just you just kind of it, it's comfortable for you, you know. And so it, it, calling it formulaic isn't exactly an insult because it's it's something fun. So it's not a breath of fresh air like the first film was, but it's still really good. And even in the formula, even though it does feel formulaic, it, it, there are times where it has some surprises up its sleeve. Something happens about an hour into the movie that I didn't expect to happen there. And then I kind of was like, huh, I actually am not entirely sure where the movie's going to go now in a, in a positive way. It was kind of surprising me. So so I was, uh, I was really impressed by that. And we'll kind of di- dig into that a little bit in spoilers. But overall, 
I think uh, this has some decent boxing action, even though it's not as doesn't feel as revolutionary as as Creed in a lot of ways. Um, it just definitely feels like a really solid Rocky sequel, but a disappointing Creed sequel. Got it. And I'm still pissed that Stallone didn't get his Oscar for Creed. All right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yes. You're talking and about I, for- I'm still. I said this when we reviewed Creed back in the day. I'm still disappointed that Rocky didn't die in the first Creed, and I stand by that. Hmm. Interesting. How dare you? But I'm still <laughs> pissed Stallone didn't get his Oscar. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, so interesting, you guys. I, you guys love Creed. I enjoyed Creed quite a bit. Um, it's not like it wasn't one that I was like would put up on such, on such a high pedestal. Creed two. I think I liked it more than both of you. <laughs> hmm, um, interesting. I, I had a a really good time with this movie. It is like you said, Chad. It's popcorn. It is a little bit silly. I do feel like I've seen this movie before. I think if you. Asked me At least to, six times. Yeah. I think if you <laughs> asked me to like, before I walked into the movie, to give you my guess as to what the plot was going to be, having known the characters and their relationships in the in the first Creed specifically, I could have probably guessed 90% of the things that happened in this movie. You said you were surprised. Daniel, I'm really excited. I'm really interested to know what you were surprised that happened an hour in. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I almost, I, I just, I knew, I felt like I knew all the plot beats going in. I felt I knew, you know, there was going to be, certain feeling going in and then he you know there would be some sort of a an issue or a problem that would come out and then you know you sure. pro- if you can probably guess the plot of this movie i'm not exactly sure even how we could spoil it to be quite honest with you <laughs> but we're, we'll, we'll go into spoilers here in a second if you've seen but either me, of the first two trailers it, there is no spoiling anything i actually hadn't i actually I, while i started watching this movie i realized i had not seen a trailer for i mean maybe i months ago but i'd forgotten really what this movie was all about and then as soon as i saw drago i was like oh that's right this is gonna be because rocky four man i love rocky four so anyway for me i really had a good time i think this movie's fun i think you could get in there and sure there's some corny bits but for the most part i think it's just a fun waffle house movie just like chad said (laughs) and i think i think i think you guys are comparing it to creed because it was for you guys a really great movie and i can see how this could maybe would be disappointing there but i think to be honest with you there are a lot of really bad movies out there and really bad sequels and this ain't one of them this is actually agreed yeah i definitely wholeheartedly agree with that um yeah this is this is well made it looks great it's really well acted i think for the most part the one Mm -hmm. scene that you're talking about i i'm with you i was like what's happening right now yeah why did they leave this in it's a major thing that's weird is that what happens in that scene yeah it's important it is is great it just was written terribly it really is (laughs) and and it does stick out like a sore thumb and i I, it was it's so weird though because i think that may be the only part in there that i was really like yeah i'm not buying this right now yeah i don't know what happened i'd love to know but anyway for me i had a lot of fun and I think most people will. I think mm-hmm. the, the the group that I saw this with, the theater um, audience I saw this with, was having a great time too. They were. There is a a music beat uh, that happens near the end of this movie, and my theater crowd was like, "Yeah, we were into it." So I don't know, man. I think as a Rocky fan, like a not like a huge Rocky fan like Chad is, but it's kind of, you know, one that kind of has seen all the movies multiple times, really enjoy that entire universe and that feeling. If you like the Rocky feeling, if you enjoy these 
It's nothing new. It really isn't. But if you if you like that kind of stuff, man, you're going to have a good time in Creed 2, and I cannot recommend it higher. Anything else before we dive in? I'm going to ask you guys what you thought before we get to our quote-unquote rating. Anything else you want to add before we move into spoilers? Well, you're right about that music drop. That's a oh, cool moment. So good. Not as cool as it was in Creed. Okay, well, I but, don't remember that. I'm sorry. Oh, you, yeah. Okay, spoilers for Creed 1. So when he sits down at the very... he's it's before the last round and he's been coming back and the whole deal and Stallone gives him this speech. It's your last round. You got to go get him. And he stands up and it plays the literal Rocky theme, mm. except it's the real Rocky theme. It's like, dun, 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 dun. and my, my theater literally, went crazy. <laughs> I was it, with me right in the middle of it. That's the great. So when they did it here, their version of it, it was really cool. But again, they they did it in the movie right before yeah, it. So, exactly. but, but whatever, whatever. Uh, it was still cool. I'm on board with you, Chris. It was cool. Well, I just think it was much more. What do you mean in the movie before that? I think they were pretty pretty subtle about like not giving you the full on like. No, all no, the way no. In Creed, in Creed, when he stands up to go out to the twelfth round, they play the Rocky score. Yeah. It's so awesome. You're talking anyway. about in the first movie. Yeah, in Creed. In the okay, first movie. Yeah, well, I'm talking about in Creed too. In the, in the entirety of the movie, they're really they really don't. Pl- they're they're not playing with the they could use that theme in the wrong way. I think they do sure. a pretty good job of. Like, I agree. Okay. I liked it. That's all I I'm saying. It. That's all I'm saying. Okay, great. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm just not comparing this to Creed One. To be honest with you, I just don't remember that movie. Um, I'm sure it was wonderful, but I just don't remember it. And that's the thing with all these. I I I go in and I think I have like uh, amnesia to the Rocky series. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember that moment. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> like literally, it's coming back to me. Uh, that's the kind of relationship I had. Okay. So anybody, anything else before we move on? Um, let's just do this then. Chad, would you yes, rate this? See, see it this in, in the theater. theater. Okay. See it, see it in the theater. theater. All right. Absolutely. See it in the theater. Daniel, how do you rate this? What's on your scale? Do they need to see it in the theater, rent it, stream it, or just skip it? Absolutely. You should see it in the theater. It is great. It is so much fun. It's a crowd pleaser. It's a, it's yep. a classic boxing movie. Uh, it, 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 you, you'll leave so happy. You'll leave excited on a high. It's great. Yeah. And the performances are stellar. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to, they're stellar across the board. Yeah. And I would say, you look, you know, even if you don't see this in the theater, you should see this movie. I would recommend that you go, go see it with, especially if you're a Rocky fan or kind of an action fan, you're going to enjoy this movie. It's not like shoot em up action, but it is, it, it's, it is that eighties, that eighties feel. And I, I really quite enjoy it. So see it in the theater if you can, but if not, definitely make sure you stream this, catch it, um, don't don't skip this movie. It's it's worth saying. All right, guys. I'm excited to hear all these points. I know the people who are listening are too. I can't wait to hear what all these points were. So let's jump in to spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. 
Then I woke up. Okay, so what are our thoughts in spoiler land? Uh, I know both. I, I want to know what stuff. surprised Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. So, what it, I wouldn't say maybe surprise. Not like I was flabbergasted. Okay, what I just you acted like that. You were like, oh man, it surprised no, no. me. What I said is, what I said is, it's very formulaic. But even though there's a well-worn formula, there were there were just little moments that that still were able to surprise me. Like, okay, what is it? I didn't expect Drago and Creed to fight within like an hour of the movie. You know, I expected. Oh yeah. I, I expected the buildup right to to the just yeah. the final fight. And so they had a full on a full on fight like an hour into the movie. And so when that was happening, I was like, well, obviously this isn't the climax of the movie, but I just didn't exactly know where they were going to go from there. I mean, I assumed obviously formula. I knew I I knew that they were going to fight again, but I just it kind of surprised me that they had a fight so early on. Um, Like it's just like Rocky three and Rocky four. Yeah, I have rewatched those in a very long time. So there you go. Well, Rocky four, not so much because Rocky four is the exhibition fight where creed gets killed right right but in rocky three that which is why it felt all the way up through you know clubber lang is challenging him and stallone's riding around with his gold lions and all this stuff and clubber lang's the fighter from the street yeah and then clubber lang just destroys him in the first fight yep Uh, and then it's the whole redemption arc on the back half where creed then comes and trains him. And so it was really kind of weird when I said earlier about the remixes remix in this movie is they kind of have that arc in there about he's the champ and here's this other poor guy from the streets and he's just trying to make his way. And it's kind of that role reversal from, from even the first creed, but it's also mixed in with Rocky four. So it's this weird mashup of three and four. It's, so. it's, it's a remake. It, it, it's a remake retelling a la Star Wars, the force awakens. Like it literally, I mean, th- this, this movie borrows, it is very, like you said, similar to those two films. Like if you mash them in a blender, you would get Creed two. It is, it's, it's nearly identical, especially when you look at the plot beats, the locations, honestly, yeah, going, going out to the desert to get away. Mm-hmm. Yes. With Rocky three. It was the beach the, and Rocky yep. four. It was Russia. Uh huh. You know. I thought they were going to go to Russia. Russia. I thought I was, I was, I was so expecting a, a mountain training Siberian whatever, and, uh, and then they went to the desert, and and that's the thing is it's so formulaic. You know they're gonna do that, yeah. But it's just like I I just kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. I was like, okay, they're going to the this weird place in the middle of nowhere well, in the desert. It was that, that, that that place made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Just random dudes hanging out. <laughs> so okay. weird. First but, of all, I don't care. When he got in that tire and he was like, bam, it's amazing. bam, it was awesome. bam. It's amazing. I was like, yeah, it was awesome. here we go, here we go. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. It's cheesy. This movie is cheese, so but cheesy. it's beautiful, beautiful cheese. Yeah. So, but here, here's what I, was, what, I, what I thought for a moment. Uh, I thought we were going to get a whole new film. I thought they were going to be bold and go like completely nuts for what that first hour happens and then he gets beaten in the ring. Until they say, oh, no, he got disqualified. I thought, genuinely so, that it was going to be like, okay, now what does Creed do now that he's not the champion anymore? Like, he's the champion. Now he's lost it. Now what is really important? And we were going to get, like, a not a character drama, but, like, mm-hmm. what is... Because at the beginning of the movie, that's what Rocky's talking about, right? And, of course, I was like, well, I've got to have, they've got to have boxing, I guess, but maybe... Maybe this is it. Maybe this isn't a boxing movie at all. Maybe this is going to be a twist. But the moment they say, "Oh no, he was disqualified," I was like, oh, "Okay, this is the movie we're doing. We're, right. we're well, doing." Right. Yeah, we're, but even in Rocky Three, he loses the title to Clubber Lang. Right. And so, I mean, it's either way that they win, it's the same thing. I, I do think the one the one area 
if I, if there was an area that I was doubting what they were going to do, it's actually at the end of the fight in the 12th round where it's clear that Creed is got the upper hand and he's wearing this guy out. Yeah. But just before that, I thought they're going to let this other guy, Drago, win this fight. There was a moment where I thought he wasn't going to knock him out, that the whole trajectory of this was that he was going to keep knocking him down, going to keep beating him down, but that he was going to stand up very much like what happened in the end of Creed, and that Drago was going to win the fight by decision because Adonis couldn't knock him out. Right. And that would have been interesting because I really do think the most, the biggest missed opportunity for me in this entire movie, and this is hard to explain, I'll do my best, is the way that they handled the Drago characters, the father and son. I thought that Dolph Lundgren did a really great job, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean surprisingly, because I, I just didn't know he had it in him. He has a lot of pathos in his face that's that's really very good. But it's, it's confusing the way that they play these characters, because on the one hand, I give them credit, because they attempt to give them a somewhat nuanced view, or give us a somewhat nuanced view of their lives and their motivations to why they would do this. He lost the fight in Rocky four. He lost his wife. He lost his respect and his son has nothing. And he's raised in squalor just through anger and hatred, trying to (laughs) redeem his family name, which is super tropey. And I get all that, but they give you a somewhat nuanced view of that. But then they take that sympathy because it made me feel sympathetic, if I'm being honest, towards their characters and specifically toward the son, while at the same time posturing them in the final fight and leading up to the final fight as the evil baddies until, of course, the very end where his where Drago throws in the towel. So it's this weird kind of it almost felt confusing to me, like I feel sympathy toward the villain, but at the same time, I'm supposed to cheer for Creed as he beats them because you've postured them as the big bad. And so it was just this weird kind of thing where it was exciting and I liked it, but I feel like that was the missed opportunity there with, with how they handled their characters. It could have been much deeper and much more impactful, I think. And I think they give, I agree with everything you said, and I think they give, it makes way for a lot of kind of silly moments. Like most everything with Brigitte Nielsen was really silly and like towards the end uh when she they're in the middle of the fight she just leaves i laughed i laughed out loud because i thought it was so silly you know i i agree i i think i really think both both dragos did a really good job in their performances um because like you said they were really sympathetic but it just didn't quite work because we the 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 movie wasn't sure whether or not we should root for them or not you know it was it was kind of it was it it tried to play both sides but I, I, I'm, I'll push back just a little bit, and obviously this is kind of a silly pushback to give, but the movie really is about finding out why you're fighting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the whole movie is about. And I think somewhere near the end of this battle, Ivan, right, that's the older mm-hmm. Drago, the dad, yeah. realizes that he shouldn't be fighting for this woman, this the, the, these people that he's trying to impress. So he decides to throw in the towel, right? And that's when, because you are supposed to think that they are the villains, the, the guys who will do anything just to get revenge and all this kind of stuff. But I think at the end of the movie, especially when you see them running together, he's shifted. He's gone from being revenge to finding a new reason to fight. And I think that's maybe what we're supposed to get out of it. That's kind of what I came away with was that he wasn't going to let creed quote-unquote beat him his son to death or you know even like hurt him significantly 
he was going to throw in the towel because he knew he had been beaten and then lived to fight another day. And I think that's kind of interesting. I actually really liked that, despite the fact that it's super melodramatic, that it's his son and the background and all this kind of stuff. Like it all is very, as they say uh, in here, very Shakespearean. Mm. Um, but it is, I think, I thought that was actually pretty neat. I, I enjoyed that dynamic, that he's not, well, they're not evil. They're just, they're doing I it for like the wrong the reasons. I like the arc. I just don't think they earned it because I don't think okay. they show you. I think, yes, we're supposed to feel that they're the big evil force, but I think the way that they're set up, they don't set them up that way. I mean, how can you not completely understand a man who lost his wife and his respect and his income and his whole life all because Mother Russia mm-hmm. deemed him unworthy after he lost this fight, and so now he's poured his life into his son. I mean, I completely empathize with that. So it's this well, weird I, dichotomy where they want you to think they're the big bads, but the way they're portrayed, they're not betray- portrayed that way. I mean, I think the son is not supposed to be the big bad. I think you are supposed to think that the father is. Like, he's the one who right. is No, who, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't yeah. get that. I didn't get that. Hmm. I wanted to. Like, when... when I love the scene where Rocky and Ivan are in the restaurant and, yeah. and you get the whole smack yeah. talk. We dispose of our whatever he said. Yes, that's great. That's all great. But that's just two old bulls back in the ring one more time. And then that goes away. And then everything outside of that moment is is really just kind of showing you why he would do why somebody would do that, which this is where it's so counterintuitive in most films i would applaud it for saying hey don't just give us a black and white choice here let's have some gray yeah. but in this case it didn't for whatever reason it just didn't didn't work for me okay yeah no no i'm, I'm i don't i don't there's no reason for me to continue to argue this because i <laughs> i understand i also okay. uh, one thing i loved about the movie i mean the the biggest thing i loved about the movie was how deep they dove into Donnie's character uh, away from the ring. I think they did such a good job of breaking down him getting he and Bianca getting married and having their baby girl. I think all of that was was really great and the the kind of fear of of exactly like you were talking about before, why am I fighting who who am I away from boxing? Um, yeah. I think all of that was was really really well done and um, definitely the best part of the film. Did we already say identify the the piece that we thought was so corny? Did we already no, say this in the, spoilers? The wedding proposal or the marriage oh. proposal was awful. It was one of the it was the worst written. The dialogue didn't fit any of the characters. The the performances in in that just that scene were weird, nervous, just awkward, uncomfortable. Roman- r- romantic comedy, almost. Like, um, but like a crappy, terrible romantic comedy. Well, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, tropey was, romantic comedy. It was bizarre. I was so scared for the rest of the film, uh, but luckily it wasn't nearly as bad as that. Yeah, it was weird. It, it was very, it was a very, he was like, he's like laying down on the bed and then like he get, bends on one knee and then she closes the door and they have a conversation between the door. It was just really messy. It was really strange. It was blocked, odd. It was, yeah, like you said, it was acted yeah. strangely. It was written not, not, not very well at all. So that's the thing yeah. with this movie. There, there are, I have a lot of little nitpicks, um, but overall, even despite those little nitpicks, it's really a great movie and a lot of fun. It's just, when I was kind of watching it, it was easy for me to be like, well, that's dumb. Well, that's silly. Uh, like, like there's a whole scene where, or a recurring thing where Rocky is upset about this street lamp lamp that's been out for years or whatever outside his 
apartment, That doesn't right? go anywhere, does it? And it never does. pays off. But not <laughs> only that, when they're talking under the street lamp, there's like a perfect circle of light around them as if the, the street lamp is on. It's like, what, what are you guys doing here? It's supposed to be dark and off, and there's just a perfect outline of light right around. It yeah, was just The weird. other problem with that speech there is it's essentially the mirror image of the speech that he gave to him in the first creed. Yes. Except the only difference is now it's, you know, your father died in my arms, but it's still essentially the same thing. And so it's hard to get connected because that still fell in that first 30 minute window for me. It's hard to get invested because it felt so felt like it was trying so hard to force us into here are the stakes, here are the chess pieces on the table, here's how this has to go, here's the dramatic things that are that are at stake in this movie. And then the further it gets into the film, it actually explores some other things that are much more interesting. Fatherhood, responsibility, uh, marriage, all of these other things. All right, well, guys, um, I feel like we've done it. Is there anything else we want to talk about Creed 2 before we uh, move on to our next? I have one question and then we can move on. Sure. Do either of you guys want a Creed 3? I want a Creed 3 I don't want any more after that. I don't want this to be like Rocky where they're just going on and on and on and on. I want kind of like a like a trilogy ender and I wish I I I wish Ryan Coogler would come back because he just I think his writing and directing style really lent something special to the first film. So um, if somebody else, if if Ryan doesn't come back I'm still hesitant. Like I was hesitant for this film, but it's it ended up fine. So I don't know. Creed three, but no more. Chris, I honestly, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. <laughs> I am not. I don't. I, again, like I, I don't think this movie is bad, but it is kind of popcorn fun movie. But I'm not. I didn't walk away from this movie thinking to myself, "Man, they need to finish up this story." I don't. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it needs it. To be honest I, with you, I do think Creed three would be without Rocky whether they killed him off screen or whatever they would do, because you do get that moment at the end of the fight where Rocky, instead of getting into the ring Mm -hmm. uh, as the trainer touches his glove to his hand and says, it's your time now. I mean, super on the nose, but it's clearly the passing of the torch officially. So I would be interested in a Creed three sans Rocky. And that's hard for me to say because Rocky is one of my favorite characters of all time. I'm not sure that works. I don't think that works for me. I don't, but mm. we'll just have to see. Let's see. No, because like I don't, mm, I don't know. I that would be an interesting thing because like if you look, it's so interesting in the United States. I don't know if you look at this. This movie is marketed as Creed Two, right? But in all the other territories, it's marketed as Creed Two: Rocky's Legacy or Rocky's whatever. Rocky mm. still is important there, no doubt. And their um, dynamic, their relationship is the yeah. is really very. I don't know if it, central, I, but. I mean, why not? Okay. Well, I just yeah, don't know what maybe. else they could do. I agree. Other I, than I agree. he need he's gonna die, and it's it's gonna be a mirror of Rocky Three when Mick dies, and so the trainer dies, and you have to find yourself and move on. Again, That's I've seen that movie. I've seen I know, that movie. I know. Well, anyway. we saw this movie, you know, before it happened, and and it's still good. So you know, yeah, I, but I. I don't know that. It, like I said before, I, I, it was great. It's a good movie. I'd go, I'd go see it, sure. And I'm fine with Creepy. I'm just not hankering for for sure. Creed Three. Sure. If if it comes out, I will see it, and I'm sure it will be wonderful. 
but no is the answer to your question <laughs> you're asking the do we okay. feel like we need it no no this is actually a good ending like you said that end shot of the back of rocky kind of like you said passing the torch great way to end it all great way well that ending that cross cut where creed is talking to his dad at the graveside and we're seeing everything tie up yep was suit was strong that was strong it all was strong this 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 movie was super strong and if it ended here i would not be sad right or, or do right. you feel like do you feel like you need a three? i agree did you answer that question do you feel like you no need a i agree I, I i said only if it doesn't have rocky or if it at least closes right. that loop but yeah. if it ends here i'm fine mm-hmm. cool all right. Well, that was great. That was our thoughts on Creed 2. Let us know what you thought on social media. Hop on to Twitter, Facebook. Definitely uh, let us know what you thought of this. And if we need Creed 3, I'd love to hear what you guys thought if this thing needs to keep going. All right. I'm going to head out. I didn't actually see this next film, but you guys are going to talk about Ralph Breaks the Internet. Three, two, one, go! Way to go, kid. One second, I'm having the time of my life. The next thing I know, my game is just... Kim! Gone. If I'm not a racer, what am I? Well, you're my best friend. All we gotta do is find a part to fix your game. Everything goes back to the way it was. But where are we gonna find that? The internet! What? Ralph Breaks the Internet is, of course, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph from 2012. Uh, And the IMDb description is as follows. Six years after the events of Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph and Vanellope, now friends, discover a Wi-Fi router in their arcade, leading them into a new adventure. It's directed by Phil Johnston, Rich Moore, uh, stars John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman, Gal Gadot, and plenty more. Uh, And this is uh, one of the few official theatrical Disney sequels. Uh, so that's, that's just kind of interesting that of all the films, this is one of the yeah. few that they picked. So let's go ahead and dive in to talking about Ralph Breaks the Internet. Chad, what did you think? Uh, the original Wreck-It Ralph was one of my surprise uh, films of that year when it was released. Six years ago, um, which seems so, so long ago. Wow, six years ago. I own that movie on Blu-ray. I've watched it multiple times. And... Just really, really love that movie. Uh, part of it is the nostalgia tied to the old coin-operated arcades of my childhood, but I just thought it was emotionally centered, had a wonderful message, was funny, had good set pieces. So I really, really loved that movie and was very, very much looking forward to this as well because opening up the entirety of the Internet what a, is a great premise for this character. That being said, I have seen where, now that I've seen the movie, I've seen a fairly positive reaction to this uh, movie online. I think it currently sits at 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, although the user score is at 67%, which I thought was interesting. If I'm 100% honest, I just, I like this movie a lot. I, I hate for this review to be similar to Creed 2 as far as my emotional connection to both of the movies, because I think Creed 2 is probably a little more positive. But this movie for me is is somewhat forgetful. I think it's going to be somewhat forgetful. Um, I feel like it has a lot to say. Now, there is kind of one overarching theme that when we get into spoilers, we can unpack a little bit more, but about friendship and how friendship evolves and changes and the choices we have to make is the overarching journey that we get between our, our central characters. 
but it also rabbit trails down a lot of other potential themes as well. Friendship, mentorship, finding your purpose, all all kinds of things. And so I think as a result, this one just didn't land quite as solidly for me where I just walked out and felt like it was a fantastic film. It is very competently made as far as the visuals are great. It's extremely clever and well-written. I found myself many times just looking at things in the frame and making the connection of, oh, that's a meme or that's an internet joke or or whatever. So they certainly did their homework and did a great job making the quote-unquote internet come to life behind the scenes. But it also, if I'm being honest, I also found myself appreciating the cleverness more than I did laughing at the jokes or the payoffs, although there were two or three laugh out loud moments, but overall somewhat uh, underwhelmed. And then the last third of this movie, I think the ending is really somewhat beautiful, but the last third, uh, it loses steam for me quite a bit. And I can't really talk about why until we get into spoilers, except to say that, and this is in the trailers, but there's this, there's an area in this world with a game called Slaughter Race. And the set pieces and the action in that world are awesome. I was thrilled and exhilarated and loved everything about it. But as it gets toward the end, I found myself let down because it didn't live up to me to what had already come before it. So overall, I like this movie. I think it's really good. Uh, I think kids, if they're of a certain age or younger, there's some stuff in there, but this is really super meta. And there's a lot of stuff in here that I think older kids will pick up on that some of the younger ones want. Adults, there's a lot a lot for you to pick on there. But overall, I didn't like it as much as the first one, even though I really hoped that I did. So underwhelming uh, review from Chad. Two, two kind of lukewarm reviews tonight. Huh? Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer. Although, let me say this. So as you know, I don't watch trailers, but I usually allow myself to watch just the teaser trailers or the very first trailer unless I get like 30 seconds in and I think it's going to be more substantial than I'll look away. Well, I saw Creed 2 and this one over the course of three days. And one of the trailers before Creed 2 was If Bill Street Could Talk. Mm-hmm. And I cried watching the trailer. Oh, yeah, dude. So anyway, I don't only to say that I can't I could not make myself not watch that. So everything I did this weekend wasn't lukewarm. If Bill Street <laughs> if Bill Street could talk trailer was amazing and I can't wait to see that movie. Anyway, sorry, I digress. I fully agree. Uh, and when it comes to Ralph Breaks the Internet, which is just a stupid title. Let's just be honest here. That Agreed. Is, that is a dumb title. If you're gonna do it, at least do Ralph Wrecks the Internet. Like, come on, people. No doubt. Um, but, man, I loved this movie so <laughs> much. I knew it. <laughs> I loved this movie so much, and I, I am so surprised. I had no idea I was going to love this movie so much. I really enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph a lot. I think it's a great movie, but by no means is it you know one of my favorites of all time or one of my favorites even sure. in its year. It's just a really good Disney movie. And so that's just kind of what I expected out of this. I was like, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be cute and fun. And I could not stop laughing in this movie. I laughed out loud throughout this whole freaking movie. I think it's hilarious. I mean, there are just so many little things. And and if you spend a lot of time on the internet, like I do, I think there's so much here for you. I totally agree with what Chad said. I, this this I, I feel like kids wouldn't really be into this film so much. Um, or at least as much because it, it's def- well well it's definitely colorful and zany 
Right. Uh, most of the jokes are about being active on the internet. And uh, so I definitely can see why kids wouldn't really be into this so much. And why, maybe why families would be disappointed in it if they went hoping their kid would love it. But me, on the other hand, I I just really, really was blown away by this movie. I, I can't believe I loved it so much. It does an amazing job of making fun of everything on the internet without belittling it or being condescending or reductive about about the internet it's it's so easy for i, I think a lot of people especially uh no offense uh chad the older generation to um, hey, to to kind get of off my podcast <laughs> to kind of uh you know look down on the internet and ah, back in my day and, and all this stuff it, this movie never really does that it doesn't condescend uh, to, to this generation in fact it, it really celebrates a lot of the internet and um so i think it did a really great Great job of threading the needle like you said i think this is really well written um and, and it's just flat out funny and they also do a fantastic job of kind of sending up disney movies in a lot of way i think this you've seen it in all, in all the trailers all the disney princesses are here and i think all the stuff involving them my favorite is, part of the movie no yeah, doubt about yes, it i absolutely loved both every time we saw them if you just if you grew up watching disney movies who didn't? Well, like, I'm sorry if you didn't. I'm genuinely sorry for you if you didn't grow up watching Disney movies. Uh, but I did, and so I've grown up with all those characters. And so watching them all come to life, uh, not be so self-serious, and it, they, they were just, it was just fun. And furthermore, this movie has one of the best Disney princess songs in years. I, it's a, It's hilarious. Uh, Vanellope does a great job with her Disney princess song. Uh, she, and so overall, I just really can't, can't, uh, rave about this movie enough. I, I agree with what you said, Chad, about, uh, the, the fantastic, the fantastic themes uh, of friendship in this film. I was so moved at the end. I was genuinely moved, uh, emotionally at the end of this film because it's, it's surprisingly bittersweet. This film has a lot to say about the way, friendships change and grow and and about how people through no fault of their own not not because somebody betrayed the other but but people just change and and grow apart and that's okay and that's just kind of the way life is and i really didn't expect ralph breaks the internet of all movies to to move me with a theme about growing up and and about friendship and so that really really impressed me i think it's a fantastic ending um, overall, I just, I just am so shocked at how much I loved this movie. I think it, uh, I, I'm shocked that I loved this more than Creed too. That, that blows my mind. Um, yes. and so, uh, I just really, really can't recommend this highly enough. It's fantastic. And one of the best Disney animated movies in, in a few years, honestly. Uh, so yeah, great. I great do sequel. not begrudge you your love. <laughs> Thank I you. I do not. You are right. The song in this movie, the, the princess song, is gr- it's fantastic. It's amazing. It's a great song. It's actually beautifully sung. Uh-huh. And it works because it's it's written in such a way that it's just like all these others. And it works. It totally works. Yeah. Alan Menken, I mean, he, he has a way with it. He knows what he's doing. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. In a year and, without A Star is Born and without Mary Poppins Returns, I think that song would do very well in awards season. But uh, I think it's going to get uh, lost a little bit. 
Yeah, it's great, but there's it's there's no way that Gaga right. is not taking that one. But yep. I do agree with you. One of the 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 thing that I that did work for me the the journey of what inevitably happens as we grow up and move on with our lives yeah. and how that impacts our changing friendships. There is no doubt about it. And you're a hundred percent right, Daniel. It's not that someone does it's not that someone does this intentionally mm-hmm. or that someone says, Hey, I don't want to be your friend. It's just people grow into whatever they're going to do yeah. and your friendships change and it takes care and intentionality to keep those things alive. Um, and, but ultimately there are some things in our lives that we think are unbreakable and we find out very, very quickly, uh, how easily those things that once seemed unbreakable are not, and that get moved aside when you do the next thing that you do in your life. And that's just a part of life. And I think as a message for children, it's a very positive one and one that's important that they see because they're all going to go through that at some point in their lives. Uh, and so for in that regard, I think this movie is a smashing success. Yeah. And I agree that the ending is very emotional and I did get I was moved at the end. Uh, it's just it's especially because drawing on the first film and the nostalgia in that first film really helped it to connect for me. I think for me, for this one, the reason the narrative thrust in this one was not quite as focused as it was in the first one for me. And so the things that we were doing in the fetch quest along the way, you know, going to eBay, trying to figure, and all this stuff is not spoilery, but Mm. you know, having to do this thing to help fix the game, which we see that in the trailer, it was funny and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't just emotionally connected until the, the very end where I thought that it came together uh, very well. So yeah. I understand that you love it and I understand why you love it. And I wish I did. And I like it a lot. I absolutely think uh, people should definitely see it. Uh, I just wish I would have loved it more. Yeah. And I think that's fair. And I, I do think um, inevitably any film about the Internet is uh, has the has the distinct possibility of not aging well. So, oh, yeah, you know, it will in, date it for in, sure. in five years, uh, looking back on this movie, I, I'm, I'm not sure how I, th- I think the themes are going to are, are fantastic and going to stick. Yeah. But I, I wonder how well the jokes land in five years. Re- Wreck-It Ralph, I think you're exactly right. It really it really leaned heavily in, into nostalgia. And um, I, it's for nostalgia that I don't really have. You know, I didn't grow up sure. in, in the arcade. But that doesn't I, st- I loved that movie. I still think it's great. And so I think maybe that's part of the reason why I love this even more is because I did grow up on the internet and right. uh, and that's a big part of of my life I, I'm on the internet a lot and so I think um, this leans into this doesn't so much lean into nostalgia as it just leans into today sure and so I think it really it nails it I mean there are just so many it's so rewarding for somebody who who gets all the memes and who you know all that stuff there's so much there exactly like you said like just if you just kind of explore the space and look at no doubt there's there's it's everywhere a dozen jokes in every shot you yeah know? and so it's great. And I, one thing one thing I do appreciate about the movie is that it did not take the very simple and heavy-handed approach that it could have taken to just kind of give us this blanket statement of, oh, the Internet is bad. Right, right. Or, oh, too much screen time is bad. Or, you know, whatever variation of of that thing is. But it actually, but now one criticism I, I would have is that I do think, even in a kid's movie, they probably could have gotten a little 
deeper and a little darker when it got to the things about the dark side of mm. the internet, J- just related to kind of online commenting and things yeah. like that. I think it think it dances there a little bit and then backs away. But I feel like it could have been a little more poignant with some of that. But I do appreciate that it didn't just give us this blanket. Hey, the internet is bad. It's very much. I don't celebration maybe is not the right word, but it very much lets you enjoy the the world of the internet. And I thought that that was a, a smart play. Yeah, one hundred percent. I fully fully agree. We were talking about Disney princesses on there. I mean, it's it's just fascinating to see they they go into the Disney world. How I mean, Disney is so fascinating that we're now watching Disney movies that are that have large portions of them just dedicated to how awesome Disney is. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, Dude, and, and it works. This movie has X-Wings yes. and Millennium Falcon and Stormtroopers and, Woody and Disney and Buzz. princesses, right? <laughs> yes, and Woody and Buzz. It has and I, you can't help but as you watch it sit there and look and and just be like Disney owns everything yes. that I love. <laughs> yes, and and they do it in such a way that doesn't make you angry about it either. They just go, "Oh, this is amazing." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really very cool. I do think I do think this movie is going to be dated just because. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't shy away. It has Google and Facebook and mm-hmm. Twitter. It actually has these entities in there. But at the same time, I do think that it'll be a a, a marker uh, for where we are in yeah. 2018. Unlike Pixar. Where or the best of Pixar, I should say, where you get something that every kid can enjoy and the parents can enjoy. I do think this one is probably slanted a little more towards older kids and adults that have a history on the Internet. But for those of for those people that are in that demographic like yourself. And I know I may be old, but I get it. I'm on the Internet all the time. There's a lot there to unpack for you. Totally. There totally is. Yeah. I think it is uh, I think it is totally worth a watch. I think it is fantastic. Definitely uh, loved it a lot. You know, one thing we really haven't haven't unpacked too much uh, is Slaughter Race. Um, I think that whole world of that game is really well done. It's this kind of Mad Max meets Grand Theft Auto. Um, yep. And I think the whole world is great. Gal Gadot is, is, plays the main character there and does a fantastic job. I think there's a lot of hilarious... Stuff yes. that I wouldn't expect to see in a Disney movie. I wouldn't expect to see dystopian flaming car races. I loved it. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic. I yeah, just when love... that great white shark jumped up out of the, <laughs> and it's in the trailer, but when that great white shark eats that dog that's yeah. about to attack them, that is a laugh out loud yes. moment. That is, that's absolutely great. And, and that's where I was talking about, and I don't think we probably have to go into spoilers at this yeah. point, but that's, that's one of those areas where I felt like, and it seems like this didn't bother you as much, but. The thing that they have to overcome at the end was the least exciting set piece of the entire movie for me. Yeah. Um, the bigger it got and the more grandiose that it got, the less interesting it got. And where I was just like, let's go back to Slaughter Race. Everything in that world is super cool. There, There's a race that happens midway through this this film when they first get to, uh, in, to the Internet. That is thrilling. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. thrilling. And uh, I just wish that it could have kind of sustained that throughout the end of the film. But again, I'm yeah. not trying to be negative because I, I agree with you. 
I didn't love it as much as, as, as you did, but I still think that it's really good and very strong and that people should see it. Yeah, I definitely won't argue at all about uh, about that final set piece. It just didn't didn't really bother me. But I agree, the stronger set pieces are absolutely uh, towards the beginning. Uh, but but bigger than that, I just thought this movie was hilarious more more than anything. I think the two biggest things were, were the themes about friendship and the hilarity. I mean, there's a whole thing where where the characters uh, where Ralph and Vanellope meet a character named Spamley, and he keeps summoning this thing. What's that thing's name? I forget. I couldn't even I can't catch remember. It's great. Though. Something like Goral or something like that. Yeah. It, but it was so bizarre and weird and just like the internet. It's just so strange. And, and I love the, the constant uh, ad pop, ad bop popping yes, up. Yes. Click me. <laughs> yes, it's, exactly. It's so, great. It's it really is so, clever. So much good stuff. So, I agree. I don't think we really need to dive into spoilers, um, but I definitely want to get your final opinion, Chad. Uh, would you recommend that people see this in the theater? Would you recommend that they rent it, stream it out on a service that they already have, or skip it all together? What do you say? So one of the things that we haven't really talked about a lot here, Daniel, although you mentioned it maybe briefly, is this movie is a visual wonderland. Mm, yeah. Uh, there is something to see in every frame, and it's not just bright colored Candyland stuff it 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 takes you through a, a veritable journey of the entirety of the internet right and so as a result the the visuals in this film alone even if I hated the writing and everything else about it warrant seeing this on the biggest best screen possible the good news is that the writing in this film is absolutely razor sharp I didn't emotionally connect to it as much as I would have liked to, but I wholeheartedly recommend and suggest to everybody to see this film in the theater as soon as you can. Totally, totally agree. Absolutely theater worthy. I didn't expect to get on here and recommend this higher than Creed 2, but I do. This is Stop it. See this before Creed 2. It is fantastic. Uh, and I really, really, really loved it a lot. All right, well, that just about does it for our review of Ralph Breaks the Internet. Thanks for joining us for this double feature. Make sure you join us next time for our bonus episode review of Widows. Definitely can't wait to talk about that. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on social media. Join us on Twitter, Facebook. We love to hear what you guys are watching, what you think of our review. If we missed anything, we definitely want to hear you point it out. All right, with that, we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.